what's going on? You're listening to another episode of the Women for Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Serena Hess, and in today's interview, you get to meet April. April is a military spouse, and she strives to support other military spouses. She lives in San Diego, and she's a business strategist and VA coach. So a VA, we're going to be using this term a lot in this interview, is a virtual assistant. And a virtual assistant basically is someone who you delegate tasks to and you pay. So if they're going to schedule appointments with the groomers or if they're going to handle online shopping for you, a VA is someone that can help you outsource your business and help you grow in your business by doing the things that you don't have to be specifically skilled to do. Anyone could do. So in this interview with April, we talk about a lot of different things, including a major life event when she had her daughter when she was 26 weeks pregnant. That was really scary for April and how that moment turned into a beautiful, beautiful thing for April's life. We also talk about when you need a virtual assistant, what a virtual assistant does, when you can outsource it, what's the benefit of having a virtual assistant. Other things in this episode, we talk about how do you get a healthy grip of control how do you overcome people pleasing and we just learn a lot about the inner Angelica you know like Angelica from the Rugrats that April has so I hope you enjoy this episode if you're listening make sure you do a screenshot on your iPhone and post it up on Instagram and tag me women for greatness podcast I love to see what's going on I love to stalk you on Instagram that's my thing and without further ado let's get to the interview okay so real quick before we get into this interview I want to ask you here here I'll get closer Are you on the list? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what list I'm talking about? Oh, the email list. Are you on the email list? If you're not on the email list for the Women for Greatness podcast, that is where I check in and we have conversations back and forth through your email. So social media is great. It's great to see Instagram. It's great to watch stories. It's fun to comment on everything and just watch YouTube videos. Social media is amazing. But email is a little bit more intimate because it's just you and me. We're hanging out in the inbox. We're having a conversation. You can just envision me with my honey latte drafting up your responses and talking with you. Email is a little bit more personable. And if you're not on the email list already, I would encourage you to go to serenahess.com forward slash email. So get on that email list right now. Who is April? What do you do? And what are three words to describe yourself that are fun? Awesome. Okay, so who is April? I am a military spouse and a mother of two who loves just helping out my military community. Yeah. I am a virtual assistant coach and a marketing strategist. As a virtual assistant coach, I focus on helping military spouses build a career virtually that they can take anywhere, no matter where their spouse goes to, whether it's overseas or stateside, and where they can use their own skills to help others, other businesses, and build a thriving career. And um, as a marketing strategist, I focus on lead generation and I help small businesses and other coaches and VAs use lead generation to build more clientele. And then three words to describe you that are fun. I am ambitious. Ooh. I am hilarious. <laughs> I have all the mom and dad jokes together. Mm-hmm. And then um, I am awkward. No. And I love that word because I, I own it. I mm-hmm. talk about it all the time that I have two left feet. I'm very awkward. Yeah. And I'm an introverted extrovert, mm-hmm. and me I too. just kind of own it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Can you walk me through your story to where how you got to where you are? Because like listening, it's like, oh, you're so accomplished. Oh, you have it. You know, you have it put together. But it's, clearly, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. And it's probably, I'm assuming, would have been a journey to get from point A to point B. So, can you walk me through how you got to where you are now? 
Absolutely. So I'm a hot mess express. I always joke about it. We but all are. <laughs> as a mom, especially, like, I really am. And what's really cool is I was a single mom and then I re met up with my middle school sweetheart. Oh, man. You know, I was divorced. I was a single mom. And then he came back into my life. I was in college. I was working three jobs. I was wow. going to school, living in this tiny apartment. And he kind of just swept me off my feet, mine and my son's, and then we got married and he took me overseas. Mm. So when I got there, I was pretty much in this new lifestyle and I was told where and where I couldn't work. So when you move overseas um, as a part of the military, there are a lot of rules and regulations. Mm. And pretty much I found myself fighting for like minimum wage jobs that were not only very like scarce, but... It was me against 5,000 other women. Yeah. And I remember filling out an application and another military spouse was sitting next to me and she had her master's degree. And I was like, why are we both fighting to work at the gas station? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So I started um, dabbling into virtual assistant work Mm -hmm. and I just had this passion for helping others and I was able to use my background in marketing Mm -hmm. and really help other businesses Mm -hmm. and started thriving as a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm was fantastic. I could stay home with my son. I was making more money than my husband was and he was in the Navy. <laughs> You're like, Haha. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> he was deployed six months out of the year every year that we were there. Um, so it was nice because if he was ever at a port or had time off, I could take time off at the same time. I didn't have to ask or get permission for it. And so I was living the life until I fell pregnant. Mm. And as we were celebrating us just finding out the gender of our daughter, she was 26 weeks, Mm -hmm. or I was 26 weeks pregnant, Um, she decided that she wanted to be a California girl and come out suddenly the day before we were heading back to Japan on a plane. And um, we were stuck in this unknown city we have never been in before, living in a hotel room and having her in the hospital fighting for her life for three whole months. Where, what city? Uh, Pasadena. Were you terrified? I was scared out of my mind. Pretty much, you know, we were on vacation. We were traveling to the airport because the next morning we were supposed to hop on our flight and um, we're nowhere near family. And all of a sudden, I wasn't feeling well. My husband's like, oh, just, you know, precautions. Let's just go to the ER. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Go to the ER and they're like, yeah, you're not going back home. Mm. and I had never really knew like what would happen if I went into preterm labor that's not something that's really discussed a lot Mm -hmm. so when it did happen everything was in the unknown I didn't know if the military was gonna make my husband leave the next day to go back to Japan Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do with my five-year-old son at the time you know who's living out of at a hospital with me Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what was happening to my daughter and myself and so when when I did give birth and she went straight into the NICU, they told me that it could be anywhere between at least three months in the hospital to up to a year. Mm-hmm. That she was literally fighting for her life every day. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like at this crossroads. I was like, I have this thriving business. I have responsibilities as a virtual assistant to help you know my clients. Mm-hmm. I have responsibility as a mother and a wife to take care of my husband, take care of my son, and then also like take care of my daughter who I had no control of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was really able to reach out to someone that I had personally coached as a virtual assistant. It was like, hey, I have this crazy idea. Mm-hmm. Let me build this agency, move my clients into this agency so I can really focus on 
being there for my family and being there for myself mentally and emotionally and then also be there kind of like as an oversight helping her run the agency we hired on Mm -hmm. and then we got more clients and I wasn't doing as much work but I was still overseeing making sure the quality of work was still there yeah and it worked out really well I did it for three months my daughter got to come home Mm -hmm. and we were still in limbo with the military because we were not allowed to go back to Japan. My daughter was on oxygen Mm. and had some other medical conditions. So they were like two months in limbo, like what we're going to do with them. We don't know. Then they sent us to the lovely San Diego. (laughs) And I was like, all right, (laughs) right. How dare they? (laughs) Best case scenario. We love it here. It was fantastic because now I have this thriving agency, right? Like Who would have ever thought that was never in the plan? I had this amazing partner who was really thriving in herself. Mm -hmm. She went from a stay-at-home mom to a virtual assistant taking on one or two clients to me giving her like this huge opportunity to help me run an agency. Mm -hmm. Now she's became an online business manager, running these clients, running these team members, doing it flawlessly. Mm -hmm. And then now it's 10 months into the agency. We're still on track to make six figures this year. And she came up to me and she's like, April, you're so passionate about helping others and teaching others. And you've created this course and it's doing so well, especially in the military community. Mm-hmm. How do you choose to do what? And I was like, you know, it's been really hard for me, like spreading myself so thin and not knowing where should I put my time. And she's like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Here's an idea. What if I buy you out? And I was shocked. I was like, buy me out. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not a billionaire. Like, <laughs> this isn't a Who do you think I am? Yeah, yeah, like, this isn't a huge company. And it is, though. Yeah. And she's like, no, here, I will write you a check. This could be the last month. We'll do a huge turnover. And you can really focus on what you're so great at, which is teaching and coaching others and really uplifting them to help them reach their dreams and their financial goals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God you're right. (laughs) Like, that's it. That's it. Like the light bulb came on and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Yeah. And so that's where we are today is I have an amazing course and I have military spouses going through it. I'm teaching them to build a career. Mm -hmm. And then we're in the turnover stage where I'm saying goodbye to my lovely clients, but also to like my first baby (laughs) VA Mm -hmm. who's now running a six figure agency. That's awesome. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so many questions, so many different directions, but I wanted to pause on your story because it sounded like what you were experiencing rocked your world. Mm -hmm. And when your daughter was born, you sound like you're a planner and you have, you know what's going to happen and we're going to do this and this. So when that happened, I mean, I don't know. You were probably, what am I going to do? And life happens and our worlds get completely, completely rocked. And if someone was listening to this and they're in the middle of something like that happening and their world is getting like completely uprooted, do you have any advice for them in that moment? Yeah. Like I know what it's like to feel like life blindsided you. You're like, what the heck just happened? And you wake up one day and everything you thought you knew is completely turned over and my biggest advice is just take it one day at a time because you know yourself better than anyone and you can only control what you can and how you react to things so taking it one day at a time staying positive and just knowing to stay true to yourself that was the really the only thing that helped me i went through a huge depression stage when this happened it was a very traumatic experience my husband went through his own thing with it and 
my five-year-old son went through it. We all had to experience it differently and go through it differently and grieve differently because we grieved, thankfully not the loss of my daughter, but the loss of our life because it was just so turned upside down that everything that we once knew was completely shattered the next day and nobody saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Like when things don't go according to your plan. Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy because it wasn't like something very small, you know? Yeah. You don't see yourself waking up one day and saying like, we're going to live somewhere new. We had no idea what was going to happen the next day. Every hour was completely different. Sometimes we would get great news or sometimes we would, I was told some days that I couldn't go in and see my daughter because that'd be too much stimulation for her. Mm -hmm. And that could essentially hurt her in the end where she could lose her life. And there were days where I never knew what I was walking into in the hospital and explaining that to a Mm five-year-old who all he wanted to do was see his sister and explaining that to my husband who literally had no idea if he was going to have to go across out of the country again. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was just the only thing we could do was take it day by day. Mm -hmm. And I think just understanding that I'm only in control of how I react to things and how I feel really reminded me to stay grounded Mm -hmm. and to just do the best I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're amazing just for that. I mean, like you're very accomplished and you've got a lot going, but like just for that moment in that season that you experienced and coming out stronger for it, like I think that's incredible. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's hard. We all go through our own struggles and something that I think is a piece of cake to me or something that I think was like, yeah, it was really traumatic, but I came out as a better person. Someone else could be going through something that's very similar and they just don't feel like they could get through it. And my biggest thing is this, you know, you can, and if you need support, there is support out there, whether it's your neighbor, your friend, your husband, or even somebody listening (laughs) or talking on a podcast, like we're just here to support each other. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. We're going to shift gears into more business, but that alone was awesome. That that alone could be the conclusion of the podcast. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So VA, virtual assistant. Right. Backtrack a little bit. Anybody out there, virtual assistant. So you got into it when you were living in Japan and you were fighting for a woman with, what, you said a PhD or a master's? Yeah, she had a master's degree. And you were trying to work at a gas station. Yes. <laughs> and so when did it occur to you that you could do something else? Or how did you see, oh, virtual assistant, this is a thing? Where did that happen? It was so funny. So this is the best thing about technology mm-hmm. and social media these days is you never know what you're going to get yourself into. Yes. And I was scrolling through Facebook literally – at the HR um, place where I was putting in my resume. And I'm scrolling through and there was another military spouse. Um, She was stateside, she was living in Hawaii. She's like, I'm looking for a virtual assistant to do some shop weekly shopping for me to make my appointments and do email management. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, and she said it was $15 an hour. I was like, first of all, that was more than what I made stateside at my full-time job. Mm -hmm. That was more than what I made at my sales job and I was like I love shopping on Amazon yeah I make appointments for my son all the time Mm -hmm. and I was like email management like I hate seeing tons of emails on some you know those unread numbers I was like I could totally do this Mm -hmm. so I 
it was like one minute posted. I was the first comment, sent you a DM, have some questions. And I was like, hey, I don't know what a virtual assistant is, but I can do all these things. And she's like, well, um, if you don't know what a virtual assistant is, I'm not sure if this is right for you. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm a military spouse. I live in Japan and I told her my background. I was like, I ran an entire franchise, went to school for business. I was like, just tell me what you're, what you're looking for. And she's like, honestly, you sound very equipped. And I was like, I looked up, you know, I even said, I Googled what a VA is. It's a virtual assistant. <laughs> I can be your yes. assistant. <laughs> she's like, okay, well, you sound equipped enough. Let's at least get on the phone and see if we can like, so she could gauge me, yeah. right? And I was like, awesome. I always nail like in-person interviews. I got this. I felt so pumped. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because of the time zones, I had to stay up until like 3 a.m. And so it was like a good time for her back stateside. And we're talking, we're having a good conversation. And then she's like, you're in Japan? I was like, yeah. She's like, what time is it? I'm like, it's 3 a.m. She's like, you're so dedicated that I'm going to give you the job right now. Wow. Yeah. And she hired me right then and there. That's how I really got into it. I loved what I was doing with her. That I was like, there has to be more. If this is a thing, mm -hmm. there has to be more out there. So I Googled and YouTubed and searched and LinkedIn, everything I could to get more into it. And I ended up just finding myself in Angie Lee's Facebook group. Yeah. And I was like searching keywords, VA, virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a thing. Like, yeah. this is a major thing. I was like, huh, and you don't even need a degree for this. This is fantastic. <laughs> I can nail all of this. And that's really how I like dived into it. And I really searched and Googled and researched because I didn't want to come off as a newbie, you yeah, know, yeah. I really wanted to position myself like I can really help you. Mm -hmm. And so before I really started putting myself out there like crazy, I really looked like what kind of VAs are there? Yeah. Why do people need a VA? Mm -hmm. Why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> and yeah. I wanted to be really like prepared. So I think one thing that stands out to me about you is that you had the audacity to say, I can do this, even though you had never done it before, where I think a lot of us would see something like that and like, oh, I don't know, or oh, that sounds fun, but I don't know, like the self-doubt going right. on. What was it for you? Like you didn't, you just went for it? I have this, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I have this mentality that people can do anything they want to. If I wanted to work for NASA, the only thing that's stopping me from working from NASA essentially <laughs> is me, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I really wanted to become an astronaut, yeah, I would go and pursue becoming an astronaut. I would look up everything it entails and go after it mm -hmm. and that's what people think is that they have that self-doubt like oh yeah i can't do it but you can i mean as much as i'm not a big fan of him donald trump proved it mm -hmm. he's a celebrity and he had no like right and essentially like to go for presidency yeah. and he actually did it and won and that like if he could do that <laughs> i could do anything i could be the first woman president or i can go and be an astronaut yeah it's really just how bad do you want it? I knew that I needed to find remote work and I needed to work and I was gonna do everything in my power to go for it. So if that meant like I had to put myself in an uncomfortable position and just say, hey, I can do this, yeah. that's all it is to it. So how long were you a VA from your first client to where you are now where you're more so teaching people how to be VAs? How long did, what was that process or how long? Probably about a year. Mm -hmm. um, I was a VA for a year, and then that's when I kind of molded into a marketing strategist. Mm -hmm. I realized that what people really needed from me was marketing and lead generation strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was good at. I was, in a sense, 
consulting, not really coaching, but very much more consulting and then providing that done for you service. So I wasn't, I was kind of leaving away that general VA work, social media management, and really producing leads and sales for people. Mm -hmm. So about, it was a nice good year because I got to test out everything in that first year. Mm -hmm. I just said yes to every opportunity. Can you do social media management? You betcha. Mm -hmm. Can you do email management? Of course. Can you do graphic design? Yes. You tell me what software you want me to use and I will do it. Yeah. And I just, I learned as I go and I was really willing to learn everything I could and put myself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is brave in itself. Cause you're Thank like, you. we're just going to figure it out along. We're just going to do it. We're just, yes. It doesn't seem like there was any hesitation with you is what I'm catching on. It, it really wasn't because something I learned really early on is the worst thing that people can do is say no to you. Mm -hmm. And that's where our biggest fear is, is that we hate rejection and we're so scared of it, but really it doesn't physically affect us it's not like somebody's physically throwing stones at you and yelling no yeah you know I always joke when I talk to my students and their biggest fear is rejection I'm like when you think about rejection do you think of yourself on stage and people throwing tomatoes at you because mm -hmm. I promise you especially in the virtual world they're not gonna do that yeah and that kind of reminds them like oh yeah the worst thing they could do is verbally just say no thanks you're not it or no I'm fine yeah. and that's when it's like oh it's just words it's easy to pass on and move forward pretend like you're talking to like a 10 year old what would you like tell them explaining what you did so I have to like say this my six-year-old knows my pitch better than I do okay. I swear and it's so funny he could we explain it yeah it's, he's hilarious and how he explains it to his friends is great he's like my mom helps people market it's literally what I do and it's so simple and what a marketing strategist is is I help you strategize your plan for marketing and marketing brings in sales it's helped you with your visibility and your brand whatever your goal is there is a portion of marketing to it so if you're like April I'm great at sales first of all if I've ever heard that I want to give you an award because I've never heard of that but even if you did you're like I'm great at sales there's brand visibility you can't make your brand bigger like there's no end cap there you always want to continuously grow obviously the same thing with sales but no matter what you want there's marketing involved. Mm -hmm. So as a strategist, how I help is I pretty much provide that strategy plan with you and we come up with a three, six or nine month plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're describing everything, you're very like, this is how it works. This is our plan and this is what we're doing. Have you always been so sure of yourself in that way? Or do you have a story where you were like, this is really hard. Do you have any of that? You know, it's so funny. I always tell, I'm a very descriptive person. Yeah. When I explain myself to people, I'm like, do you remember watching Rugrats? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Angelica? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is who I am. I wanted to be her, but I just couldn't. I wasn't that firm. I was so... Okay, so I grew up with six boys. I was the first girl born. They were cousins, but we were all very, very close. So it went six boys, me, another boy, and then two girls. Yeah. So I made myself very assertive, very confident in who I was. I planned out things. It's Halloween time. And I remember, you know, those storytell games and those games you played with your friends or your cousins. We played this game called Haunted House. And I was the person where I directed everybody. <laughs> 
all the boys were the monsters and they hid and I told them who they were and how to be and the girls were the customers and I would guide them through the house that would scare them. Same thing as Angelica. She's the one who caused them to go on adventures, kind of directed them in certain ways and that's exactly how I was. She was definitely a lot meaner. I'm definitely not mean. <laughs> But we have that same spirit of being control and confident and assertive. That's what I like to say is my flaws and the best thing about me mm -hmm. is those qualities. But that's what I use in my career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I help my students become virtual assistants, it's looking back into those qualities because that really helps you decide what kind of virtual assistant you're gonna be. And I find that's the same thing with coaches too. And whatever career that you're in, if you're in a banker or if you're in the military, your personality really shows up in the career path that you choose and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, that makes sense, that's what you do. And so that's why I think like a lot of that personality comes into play. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important to balance the two. It's important to be nice, but it's also important to be like, this is firm, this is a no for me. So if someone was having trouble saying no or having trouble being confident in themselves, what advice would you give them in that spot? You know, I'm a huge people pleaser and that's coming with the being that first girl kind of thing. I love to please people. So I totally understand having that issue to say no. My biggest advice is knowing your self-worth and putting yourself first because that's how you can say no and how you can be a little bit more assertive having that confidence in yourself and understanding your self-values and just being okay to say you know i'm not here for this i'm not down for this i'm saying no i'm passing and you can say it in a very polite way or you can say it in a very assertive like i'm not here for this fight thank you next <laughs> as ariana has put it out there it's all about feeling your confidence and feeling sure of yourself and knowing yourself so well. I didn't know myself very well for a very long time. Had this very strong personality, but I also had this part of me that really wanted to please everyone I came in contact with. Okay. Yeah. And they clashed really, really hard. I'm a huge person on personality tests. I'm an Enneagram three, I love it. And I tell people, get to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself personally, there are things out there that's gonna help you take some tests know your flaws, understand them, and then use them to be your superhero power. Mm -hmm. Kind of taking a negative and turning it into a positive. Yeah, so you mentioned you have experienced people pleasing or that you're a people mm -hmm. pleaser. So how have you worked through that? Because I know a lot of people struggle with that. It's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. I wish I could give somebody like, hey, here's a pill and you'll be perfect the way you want to be. I, again, I'm a very like creative, descriptive person. So on my mirror in my bathroom, I write things out. And so I'm like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to have different expectations than somebody else. This is a firm reminder I have to tell myself when I have issues with clients that maybe they're not upset about me personally. And so not to take it personal in that people pleasing way, but Maybe we had different expectations. Another thing that I write down, it's okay to be selfish. Mm -hmm. And if I don't wanna take on something or something's too much, it's okay to say, you know what? No, I can't take on this, or maybe this is too much. Mm -hmm. Ask for help, things like that. Those are my daily reminders mm -hmm. that I put on, and I put it where I always check the mirror every morning. I always brush my teeth and brush my hair and put my makeup on, mm -hmm. so I see it every single morning as a firm reminder. I'm not a journaling person. I hate journaling, mm -hmm. hate putting my feelings out there. I do things that work for me. So if journaling mm -hmm. works for you, great, do it. 
for me, I take my lipstick and I write it on a wall yeah. <laughs> or on my mirror. Yeah. A lot of people listen to music. Sometimes you put on some Ariana and you feel confident. And you're like, heck yeah, I can say thank you next or I can mm-hmm. say no to somebody. Yeah. And I'm more confident in that people pleasing thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like what works for you, for each person individually. Absolutely. And it's all about knowing yourself. And for me, it's how I've always been is I was the Angelica. Angelica had this thing to please all these adults, especially her mom. So I still watch the show. I watch it all the time and I'm like, God, this makes so much sense. Why I loved her so much because I got her on that level. Like she tried to please all of these adults and be the sweet girl. Yeah. But then she, her assertive personality came out and she was able to like really take control of the situation with the kids. And I'm like, God, this makes sense. This is who I am. Yeah. In situations I feel confident about, it shows. Mm-hmm. In situations where I don't feel confident, it shows. I turn into the whole people pleaser, care of you. People are like, oh, she's the mom of the group. Yeah. Or she does this. Or she's so quiet. And other people are like, no, no she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> she is loud and destructive. So it really just depends on your personality. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, understanding your flaws, and don't be scared of them. You know, yeah. I, like I say, Use your flaws and let them be your new superhero power. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to get ahead of things. So you mentioned confidence and I'm a confidence coach. I made a course on confidence and it's, it's really important for women to have confidence in their life and what it looks like for me looks different for you. So for you, what does confidence mean? What does that look like in your life when you are most confident and most yourself? I am most confident when I'm in control. <laughs> I love Just control. honest. <laughs> and I'm completely honest about it. I like to be very transparent. When I'm in control of a situation, I come off more confident. I know what's going on and I feel like I'm supported. So that's why I do everything I can to be in control, but in a healthy way. And then when I'm not so confident is when I'm in like earlier today, I went to a big meetup and tons of people I didn't know and two Mm -hmm. people I look up to and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not confident enough. You have that self doubt about Mm -hmm. yourself. You just slowly, your energy shrinks. And then as I got more into and I started talking to people, I found my group, my confidence started (laughs) coming back up and you can just see that elevation. And it's because I was able to control the situation. I knew the people around me. Even though when I put myself in situations, I'm willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to like how in a healthy way can I gain control? Whether it's pairing with somebody who matches my vibe Mm -hmm. or talking to somebody and then them complimenting me and then actually taking that compliment. I've learned a lot of really good confidence techniques that I'm sure you teach. And that helps me in those vulnerable situations. Mm -hmm. Confidence is just so important, especially because because society has taught women not to be confident in themselves. Yeah, it's really weird. It is. (laughs) You would think, right? Yes. And so it's like we're retraining our brains. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so amazing what you do, and it's why there's such a huge need out there for it, because you're really teaching us to retrain what we were taught for so long. So do you think confidence is natural? That's a good... No. Isn't that weird? Here's the thing. Is it natural when we're born? Absolutely. My daughter, she is not even a year old yet, and she is very confident in herself that she can face plant whenever she darn well pleases, even though I try to stop her. (laughs) Or when she's upset, she's very confident in her feelings. So is it natural when we're born? Yes, but because of how 
society is and things that are taught that's how we get kind of brainwashed or retrained in a sense Mm -hmm. and so when we're adults people are like why aren't you confident in yourself be confident and we're like you act like it's so easy it's hard because we do have to retrain ourselves it's not as natural anymore confidence when we're kids a lot of people think of it as arrogance or brattiness shallow all these negative things yeah and it's so sad because oh i don't want to be that exactly that's what that is it's like remember when you never wanted to be the smartest girl in class because boys wouldn't like it yeah well that's what happened in mean girls what what was her name katie caddy caddy Caddy, yeah caddy she liked that guy in her math class and when she was smart he wouldn't talk to her so she dumbed herself down and then he started talking to her and helping but he was wrong (laughs) he was wrong anyways like (laughs) and we see movies and we surround ourselves with all of this crazy nonsense society has put into our brains and so we act a certain way they're confused when we're adults and we're like why aren't you confident in yourself it's like but what yeah so double negative i think we're at a point now where women are coming into their own And it's so amazing to see. And then there's like coaches like you who are really bringing more positivity into being confident and what it actually means than what society has said it means. Yeah, yeah. We took a confidence detour from the original situation (laughs) on here. If someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, this April girl, she's super cool. I really like her, but I don't understand how she could help me specifically. What would you say to that? I can help you no matter who you are out there, Mm -hmm. by really honing your own skills to build a career that is of your dreams, helping you reach your financial goal and helping you create something that you can really mold into your lifestyle. And that's something like I teach and preach every day is Mm -hmm. that careers are something that should be molded into our dream lifestyle and not that our lifestyle should be molded into our career. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, oh, I want to be, you know, a lawyer. So that's going to mean 10 years of school and I can't have a family until I'm 30 and I should get married by 28. Mm-hmm. And they have all of these rules and guidelines if they want this career. Yeah. When essentially you should be thinking about what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? Do you want to be a digital nomad? Mm-hmm. Do you want to travel the world? Is that so important to you? Or for me, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I could not wait mm-hmm. to be a mom. I know Angelica having kids, that's so scary, right? <laughs> but I could not wait to be a mom. And I knew I wanted to get married young, but I knew like this was the lifestyle I wanted. What kind of career would mold into that and make me happy and be able to use my passions and skills for it? My biggest thing is that I help women use their own skills and build a career that can be molded into their dream lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So if someone, maybe they have a job and they're unhappy with it, um, you could help them become a virtual assistant in that way. Or if someone has a business and they're looking to grow it, you can help with that too. Would exactly. you say that? Okay. Exactly. A lot of times women come to me and they're like, April, I built this amazing business, but I'm so tired of working all the time and I just want to spend time on the beach or watch Netflix more, mm-hmm. spend time with my kids. Awesome. So let me help you do that. These are virtual assistants. This is who you can outsource things that aren't in your zone of genius or Mm -hmm. things that are tedious and you're tired of doing. So it works out really well Mm -hmm. where I actually train people to become virtual assistants and have a career and then also help them find and connect to business owners so they can have the lifestyle that they want. Yeah. So what are signals or like red flags that it might be time to either get a virtual assistant or to get help? If you are working through the night and you're working on the weekends and you do not want to be, it's time. Mm -hmm. If you are getting stressed and you're pushing things off, it's time. 
if you are screaming at your computer Mm -hmm. or at your equipment and just like wishing like anyone else could do this but you it's time a lot of things i notice is that people want to hire out they know they're stressed and they're overwhelmed but they're like what do i give to a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna tell you you can give a virtual assistant any part of your business that you want Mm -hmm. you just don't want to do stay in your zone of genius and what makes you happy everything else out there someone else can do for you and you can outsource it yeah and it's all about doing it in a smart way in a strategic way so you're still making money you're still happy and you have the right team member who's going to help you Mm -hmm. so what would you say if someone was like oh i don't need somebody to help i could do that how would you persuade or like just explain about staying in zone of genius and not trying to do it all absolutely i love doing it all i love having my hands in all the pots i like to say just because i'm a control freak and i like control but when i am exhausted every day and i don't have time or I'm saying no to my son more that's when I realized I realized I needed help because I knew priorities in my family Mm -hmm. were big and important they needed me in places that I wasn't able to be because of work was holding me back so that's a red flag so that's a huge red flag and it here's the thing if you are struggling to the point where you're like saying no to friends saying no to invites and you aren't having hobbies It's a huge red flag. You should be living the ideal life that you want. And it's cool. It's totally cool if you wanna do everything. You totally can Mm -hmm. and more power to you. But if you are turning down things that you used to love to do, you have to really prioritize what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Having your hands in all the pots or actually being able to step away and know that your business isn't going to fail without you. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of selfish too when you think about it. Back when I waitressed, I was putting so much energy, like my manager would text me and be like, yeah, I'll be there, people pleaser, Mm -hmm. whatever, I'll be there. And it's like, why are you working so hard at something that you're replaceable at? Some things nobody else can do like you. So that's like your thing. That's your zone of genius, like you said. Exactly. But other things, it doesn't have to be a specific person to call and make your dentist appointment. It doesn't have to be a specific person to schedule an appointment who loves doing their dishes every day like really who loves doing their dishes every day (laughs) I remember my husband and I are talking and we're getting a housekeeper yeah it's so exciting because you're that's not a virtual assistant right that's like something somebody has to come to your house and do you're but you're getting help exactly because we're fighting every night whose turn is it and it's like wouldn't it be nice just for me to sit with my husband and just binge netflix Mm -hmm. i'd rather be doing that than doing the dishes again with the whole selfish thing is if you're going to be selfish about anything your time should be what you should be selfish about because it's so important Mm -hmm. Nobody should be able to put a price on your time. Be selfish with your time and not with your business. That's my biggest rule of thumb is there's so much other things to be selfish about. It's not cool when it's making you unhappy or making you stressed out or having bad habits. Little things like virtual assistants can do is making appointments for you. Mm -hmm. Your finances could be editing and it could be graphics and content creation. And those are things that we spend hours on when our zone of genius is confidence and coaching and helping other women doing our natural services. I love social media management. I hate graphic design. I did it for so long and I hate it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with website design. I'm a huge coder. Back in the day, I made, I pimped out MySpaces like it was cool. I made money out of it. You guys, I've been an entrepreneur (laughs) for so long. (laughs) My parents did not know where money was coming from. (laughs) 
And it was because I was making people's when Tumblr was cool. Yes. Making people's blog posts, like backgrounds and my spaces. And my parents are like, How is she making money? Is it drugs? <laughs> is she in like human trafficking? Like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was only allowed two hours on the computer. So you had to hustle. So I hustled. <laughs> like I hustled and I hate doing that stuff now. Mm-hmm. My website design, outsource. I ain't about that life. I did it for way too long. Virtual assistants do that to each other and business owners can do that to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice because when you can have a day and an hour and you're like, this is what it's like to just veg and relax or sleep in, go outside, check out that new restaurant, Mm -hmm. go to a conference without worrying your business is going to go up in flames because you have a good support team. Oh, if I want to outsource, I have to outsource a full-time employee. I can't give them 40 hours. You really don't. Three hours, I think, was my first job was like just three hours a week for that first month. Yeah. And it was literally just Amazon shopping and (laughs) making her dog appointments. You're like, I can do that. (laughs) This is easy. Yeah. And that was really it for that first month. Mm -hmm. And it was just three hours a week. And it was really cool for me because I was making some money that I could go out and eat with yeah and I was only spending three hours one hour a day essentially or just one day and the rest of the day I'm like oh cool what Mm -hmm. else can I do but that saved her essentially 10 hours a week because then she wasn't doing stuff on her break she wasn't doing the stuff you know driving her kids to ballet Mm -hmm. she wasn't doing stuff after dinner now she could spend time with her husband and that's how you have to think of it if I outsource these tasks what would I be filling it with Would I be filling it with family time, sleep, food? Mm -hmm. Do you actually eat? Are you eating through your lunch break? Like you can actually have a meal, things like that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, let's really hit this virtual assistant thing is good. My friend, my listener, if you're like working and you're miserable, if you wake up and work, 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 and go to sleep. And then as soon as you wake up again, you work, 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 and can't do anything. That might be time. And I was listening to a Rachel Hollis book, Girl Stop Apologizing, on the way here. And she said, like, every time you're saying yes to someone else, you're saying no to what your priority is. If I say yes to a coffee date for, like, a business thing that I don't really want to do, that's saying no to time with my husband. If I say yes to going to this networking mixer that I don't want to go to, that's saying no to going on a run and working on my physical health. If I say yes to doing this, that's saying no to getting enough sleep. How would you explain that? filling time with something else and you have to realize am I filling this up with something that I want to do or yeah. something that I have to do or just something because it's there mm-hmm. do you have to go to that mixer if you have to is there a good benefit out of it is there anything else that you could fill that time with that would make it better yeah your happiness matters and I think people forget that when they're running a business is that they're all in hustle mode but they yeah. forget that I did this so I wasn't working a full-time job. I did this so I could be working on things I actually love to do and Mm -hmm. that I'm passionate about. And then I did this because I want to be there for my spouse or my kids more. You have to really reevaluate and be like, is my business working the way I intentionally wanted it to be working for the reason why I quit my nine to five? What are your priorities and is your time matching that? Like, does that reflect that? And then the other thing that really stands out to me is there's a Tim Ferriss quote and he says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. 
Yes. For some reason, whether we don't want to spend the money or we think that it's ridiculous to get a virtual assistant, we're like, oh, I can do this thing. But when you're working on what you're really good at and then your focus is taken away to try to schedule your dentist appointment Mm -hmm. and then you have to go back to your task or you get a missed phone call, all those different things, it's taking you away from what's really important by getting help. You can do what you love more. Mm-hmm. And something that you said is everyone has their zone of genius and something they're really good at. So if you are creating an ebook and that's not your zone of genius, wouldn't you want that to be absolutely perfectly made? And wouldn't you want somebody who's so good at ebooks to make something that for you? So why are you going to let yourself knowingly that you, eh, I'm mediocre at this, then outsourcing it to somebody who's going to make it amazing where that's going to generate revenue for you? And that's where virtual assistants really come in is that you're hiring people in their zone of genius to boost your business. Mm -hmm. Not only is that gonna give you more time and more focus on what you're good at, but you're actually being able to hire the best of the best Mm -hmm. to represent your business and what you're doing. Yeah, on flip side, I wanna say like for the girl on Instagram, and she sees this successful girl and she has it all together and it's like, oh, she's always put together for this girl that's watching the girl that has it all. Mm -hmm. The girl that has it all probably has help. She's not doing it on her own. Kim Kardashian has four nannies. Wow. (laughs) Like, let's be real. Kylie Jenner has a nanny, a publicist, and two assistants. Think of any celebrity. Angie Lee has a team, Mm -hmm. right? If you look up to somebody, they have a team. If they're that successful and they look so put together, they have a team. Yeah. I am super transparent. And I said in the beginning, I like to think of myself as successful, but I have a team. I have my husband Mm -hmm. who picks up the kids. I have my mom who comes out and watch the kids. I have my own VAs. I have a coach. I don't do it all. Mm -hmm. If I did it all, I should be like some superhero. And even when you watch all the superheroes and all the Marvel and DC, there's a team involved. They always have a sidekick or they always have a friend who knows their secret identity. Yeah. There's always a team involved. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can think of one person who is super successful who didn't have a partner in crime per se. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do it all because I think that's gonna be your biggest weakness at that point is as soon as you start accepting help and are willing to bring in more success for you and know like, hey, my two arms are just not enough to carry all of this. They're not reaching far enough. You know, exactly. That's when you can start really becoming successful and bringing on more success in your life. Because I found myself comparing to other girls online and it's like, You're comparing you, literally one person, to 10 people, to a team of 10 people. (laughs) Of course it's not going to be the same. When we do compare ourselves, when we find ourselves in that situation, we're only comparing what we see and we never see the full picture. We don't see the time that put into that picture. We don't see all the hands and the work. We only see face value. That's the hardest part when it comes to what we do is that we see like, oh, this is our goal. This is our role model. I want to be just like you. If you want to be like somebody and you are really like, God, I just want to wake up and be like that. Reach out to that person and be like, tell me a little bit about your day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. I did that. That's how I found Isabella. If you don't know her, she's amazing. I'm in her mastermind, but I literally was Isabella like- Isabella Guava, right? Yes. I reached out to her and I was like, do you do this all on your own? And she's like, ha, no, I don't even wish that on anyone. Yeah. And that made me feel so much better inside. I was like, God. 
Because you were probably because comparing I like, yourself exactly. to I was what? like, how, how does she do it? How, how could I be like that? Mm-hmm. And knowing that she had help kind of makes us feel so much better. Like, oh yeah, they're human. Mm-hmm. So if you are ever feeling in that situation, my biggest advice is reach out to them. And I will promise you that they will be like, oh yeah, I have a team or I have help or I have support because they do. Starting to wrap it up, tie it down, wind it down. If you had a billboard in San Diego, because that's where we are, and everyone saw it, everyone drove by it, what word or phrase or thought would you put on the billboard for the world to see? Authenticity mm-hmm. is probably would be my word. Like I kind of said a few times in here, you know, me being transparent, and I like to be very honest and blunt. <laughs> Authenticity goes a long way in every business, in every career, in every person. Mm-hmm. It's how we connect with people. It's how people connect with us. It's how we feel emotion, how we connect to like, celebrities and tv shows yeah it's something we interact with day to day is like is this person authentic or when we roll our eyes at somebody like oh they're fake yes (laughs) you know it's like authenticity is something i hold as a value for not only myself but for my company Mm -hmm. and so if i ever had a beautiful big billboard sign now i'm gonna i'm gonna work on one now just for this it would be just a pink word that says authenticity because it's the only thing we can really and again this control issue that i have right (laughs) it's the only thing we can't control is who we truly are as a person real control that we have is that no matter what situation we're put in no matter who we surround ourselves with no matter if we change our hair color or what we eat or who we pretend to be like authenticity is still there to our core Mm -hmm. that's all we have and it's the only thing that we hold true to ourselves. Yeah, that's what I, I would that. use. Yeah, well, it's good because a lot of people, maybe they're embarrassed or they're shameful, but they try to hide. So. I did for a very long time, and that's why now I'm like, I'm awkward. I have two left feet. I talk too much. I'm an extroverted introvert, and I don't, like, it took me forever to figure it out. But I know now that I wish I knew back then is that just honing in on your true self, using your flaws as your superpower makes you 10 times more appealing, makes you stand out, makes people want to know you. And they're like, oh my God, if she can like show up so confident in her flaws, I need to know her. Like then I can too. And people gravitate to that. And that's where your authenticity comes into play. So if someone was listening and they're like, I like this April girl. Like I want to hang out with her online. I want to find out more. Where would you direct them to? Oh, please come hang out with me on Instagram. I love talking to everyone all day there. It is at April L. Wilhelm. I'll put it in the show notes. I am literally there 24 seven. It's my job to be there and I love it. It's my favorite part of my job is just to connect with you guys on there. And then if you want to hang out with me, maybe on a more personal note, there is always my Facebook group called Stay at Home Profit. I show up a lot on there and my full mom authentic self where I have my hair up in a messy bun. I usually have throw up on me and I may or may not have like one eyelash on, one eyelash off because I'm halfway doing my makeup. So if you really wanna see me my full form, is what I joke about. Again, I'm a total nerd. Stay at home profit is a great way to find me on a live and just talking about the momming process of owning a business. Awesome. Any final thoughts or last words that we didn't touch on? Just remember you guys, confidence comes in all different forms. Mm -hmm. And what you think is confidence in someone else doesn't mean that's what your confidence will look like. And I just love what you do. Thank you. And I hope to see more women waking up more confident in themselves every single day. And I'm here to support you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. 
Alrighty, friends, and that concludes episode 53 of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please, 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 with cherries on top, leave a review on iTunes. They mean the world to me. I literally like print them out and put them on my desk for when I'm feeling really low because you all know we have these low days every now and then. So if you enjoyed this episode, head over and leave a review. If you loved April and loved what she was sharing, go ahead and stalk her on Instagram. And until next time, friends, I hope you keep on pursuing your greatness. I hope you keep staying in your lane. And I hope you know that every single day is worth it. And the work that you're putting in matters. And every single day you show up is important and it matters. And even if you don't see the result yet, it's still important. So keep on pursuing your greatness and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.